Good morning. Thank you for listening. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, this is the Morning KLH. He's the three-time sports writer of the year here in the state of Wisconsin. Co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio. He is Jason Wilde. Good morning, Jason Wilde. How you doing? Good morning, Dave Luzak and company. I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're trying to figure out what this cryptic David Bakhtiari tweet is, or X, or whatever it is. Uh, Bakhtiari wrote, November 8, 2023, remember that date. What does it mean? I don't know, but I know there are about five dozen of the funniest responses I've ever seen online. Uh, what do you think it means? Uh, I know what it means. What does it mean? He had his knee surgery. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Not as sexy, not as exciting, not as funny. Um, but he believes that this will finally fix all the issues. We'll have to wait and see if that's actually true. But um, he's, uh, I'll say this, speaking of funny and interesting, uh, we miss him in the locker room because he's a lot more interesting than a lot of these young guys that are still trying to figure out what to tell us. Speaking of the young guys, are they active on social media? Speaking of Bakhtiari on Twitter, uh, do they? No, you... just their parents. Uh, okay. Here, at least in uh, Christian Watson's case, the dad is that who it is? He's sticking up for his son. Yeah, that's. Ooh, he's. Look, I'm as, you know, helicopter parent supportive guy as anybody on the planet, and even I am like, who's you're doing more harm than good enough already arguing with Packers fans and bloggers. I mean, I I consistently make jokes with Tausch when we're talking about Christian Watson. You think his dad is listening because I don't want to upset him. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) I just, I don't know what, I I don't, you have to understand that he's not, like you're being the parent that isn't happy with the kids playing time in like fourth grade basketball and you're doing it to a professional athlete. You got to stop. It's just, it's doing more harm than good. All right. So we have some people back at practice, like Quay Walker returns, but Jair Alexander's still out of practice. Like, what are we looking at as far as injuries for Sunday's game? Yeah, this Jair thing, I, I'm hoping that over the course of the next two days, whether it's this afternoon after practice or tomorrow, uh, he comes in the locker room and talks to us now that the NFL rules require them to do that. And he has been uh, derelict in that duty because I just don't love Lafleur's tone. Every time we ask about what's going on with Jair, like yesterday I asked him, is he doing better, worse or the same? And well, he couldn't practice. Uh, but you know, I think he's getting better, but not good enough. Like, there's something fishy about this. And, and I, as I told you guys last week, like, I don't, I, I don't think it's my job to, to question the veracity of a player's injury, but the behavior of his head coach, when he's not telling me what the difference is between a defensive end and an outside linebacker, um, is, is really interesting. Like, he just, he sounds like, someone who's very frustrated and irritated and, dare I say, unsure of whether this injury is severe enough for him not to be practicing or playing. So I'm basing it not on anything about Jair. I'm basing it on his coach's behavior, and I'd like to get some answers. You alluded to the fact that Matt LaFleur explained to you the difference between a defensive end and an outside linebacker. At that moment, were you guys discussing run defense? Because I'm trying to figure out what context that was in. Yeah, we were. So the point I was trying to make, and and 
again, I do understand that in their sub packages that those outside linebackers are considered defensive linemen. I was taught that by Mike Pettin, who I believe is a far better defensive coordinator than Joe Barry, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what I didn't like was that he, and Matt actually apologized not only at the end of the press conference, but then he called me later, which wow. uh, Mike Holmgren would have never done that for embarrassing me, by the way. Uh, and as I told him, I'm super sensitive. Everybody knows that that's part of my brand, but I wasn't bothered by that. Like, uh, first of all, I think he was also trying to send a message to some other folks, not just me. And I was just the proxy who actually shows up to press conferences and ask questions. But the point of the thing, and he never really, he, he does answer it. It's not on any of the video that went viral. Apparently they were talking about me on McAfee yesterday now, too. Wow. What an idiot I am. So, boy, I've really arrived. Uh, <laughs> you have. I, I would love to tell them how good Aaron Rodgers used to be on Tuesdays when he would do a show with me as opposed to whatever goes on. And, I, yeah. and I, I agree with that 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but be that as it may, look, the point of the question was, you got gashed for over 200 yards by a Steelers team that's not that good of a running team. And there were instances where you had two guys with their hands in the dirt in the middle of your defense on the defensive line, and your outside linebackers, defensive ends, uh, Tootsie Pops, whatever you want to call those guys, were outside the TV screen. They were so far out from the end zone camera. Explain to me how that's going to be an effective way to stop the run. And he eventually got to the crux of the answer, which was, yeah, you give up 200 yards rushing, that's a bad day at the office, and we weren't good enough, which is all I wanted him to admit. But nobody really saw that because he was too busy mansplaining to me what Rashawn Gary and uh, Preston Smith are on defense. Rashawn Gary has not made the impact that I would have thought he would have made this year. I agree, and he, you know, this is the ebb and flow of the season and also teams, you know, kind of figuring out exactly what you do and, and having to figure out some counter moves. But like he hasn't even been double teamed that much. He just hasn't been productive ever. They kind of took the the governor off of him and stopped limiting his snaps. Remember that the game, I don't know if it was the first or second game of the season. Like he had three sacks in a game right? and he'd only played like 20 snaps. And you're like, oh my God, you know, he's going to end up with 100 sacks once they let him play. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's been the exact opposite. He's been very unproductive. He's only got four and a half on the season, and three came in one game. So I would agree, you know, he got the contract. I have always thought that he is a good, not elite player. It's one of the things Tausch and I have argued about over the years. Um, right now, he does not look like he is an elite player because you look at the Max Crosby's, the TJ Watts. Uh, the, the two guys that they're going to see this week in Bosa and Khalil Mack. And you don't see that long of a stretch of non-impact play. And, and obviously I think Rashawn is probably frustrated and knows he's got to be more productive. Jason, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the positive progress that both the offense and defense have been making. What happens if the team regresses this weekend, especially when you got the Lions and the Chiefs on deck after this game this weekend? Marcus, you know this, Like, and I, I argue with Tausch about this all the time. Growth is not linear. Like, If you have an uh, inexperienced team, I don't care what sport, I don't care what age, they're going to have moments where they grow and things look really good, and then they're going to have moments where the growth comes from being really bad. 
and things not going well and making lots of mistakes that you're going to learn from. But in the moment, they suck because it's you're losing the games and playing poorly. And I think that's been the case with this team. And, yeah, it could very well happen over the course of the next, you know, three games. I, I still, I'm sticking to my guns on this. Like, I have thought all along, like the 2000 team, when Tausch was a rookie uh, and Mike Sherman was a first-year coach, and the 2016, when Mike McCarthy was a first-year head coach, both those teams were sitting with a sub-500 record late in the year, and they won four straight games to close out the year. I don't know if they'll win four in a row. They could go like four and one over the last five, starting with that Giants game, which, my God, the Giants are horrendous. They're horrible. Uh, there's an opportunity there for them to win a bunch of games down the stretch and then use it potentially as a springboard going into 2024. I still believe that's what's going to happen, um, but that doesn't mean I think they're going to win on, on Sunday or that they're going to win any of their next three games. I think there's a good chance they lose all three, and then have another four-game losing streak for the season. So, yeah, this this could be a game where uh, they go in and surprise us and continue that growth, which would be great if you're a Packers fan. Or this could be a game where they we see the same kind of mistakes that they don't have the margin for error, and if they make two or three critical mistakes at critical times, they lose again, and then they have to go into Detroit on Thanksgiving and what I certainly hope is a Sunday game that will be flexed out of Sunday night football uh, against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We are at the midseason point of the season. Jason, who would you vote as the Packers' midseason MVP? So that's funny, Marcus. I've, had, I've gotten that question a lot, and it's a really hard question to answer. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So the, 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 the answers that I have given – uh, have been Zach Tom, who is their starting right tackle, who I thought played really well against TJ uh, on s- Sunday, and Elton Jenkins, who played pretty poorly, and I love Elton. I really like him, and I got a great relationship with him. So the other day I was talking to him, and I said, Elton, please tell me if I'm wrong about this, but you came back from your knee injury after only missing two games, and you weren't very good, were you? And, you know, some people he might have deposited in a trash can. Uh, but for me, he said, no, I wasn't. I really wasn't. Um, and now he really is. He's back to being Elton Jenkins. And so those two guys, I think, have really kind of allowed them to function better offensively now that Elton's healthy and that Zach Thomas played as well as he has. But my point was, how bad must the season be from a player who's really been a field tilter for you, that you pick two offensive linemen when somebody asks you that question. Right. Nah, that's yeah. not their job, and that's like kind of how I, how I view the way the season has gone. And what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Uh, I think they're probably going to lose. Um, I think their defense is going to have some trouble with Justin Herbert. Um, you know, I, again, if Jair Alexander doesn't play, it's just crazy to me that like a month ago we were asking Joe Barry, Gosh, how are you going to find room for Eric Stokes coming back from a knee from his foot injury from last year? And you've got Rasul Douglas and you got Jair Alexander. Like, what are you going to do? And now, uh, yet again, there's a game that he's probably not going to have any of those three. One guy plays for Buffalo now. One guy has the shoulder injury that's mysterious, and the other guy's still on injured reserve from his hamstring injury that he suffered four plays into returning to action. 
So the law firm of Ballantyne and Ballantyne will be at corner. <laughs> and while it might have worked against Kenny uh, Pickett, because Kenny Pickett's not very good at this point, right. uh, I'm not sure that's going to be the same case against Justin Herbert, who I think is a pretty darn good football player. All right, Jason, thank you as always for the insight. We'll talk to you on Monday. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, everybody, take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of William Tausch. Brought to you this morning by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call him at 866-992-1717 or Mr. Holland's Home Services.com. Jason Wildey, part of the morning KLH.